to uh, episode bah, 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 six of the Drinks with Jackson podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jackson, and today we're joined with Reese Porter. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good. Sorry. Glad to be in the first 10 of what's clearly going to be a thousand episode podcast. Oh, it's got a bit of a Jeffrey Dahmer sensation. <laughs> we are really trying to pan out the audio aspects, and I had uh, a few, I don't know, a few things come up and yeah, just the feedback was get out of your bloody kitchen. So uh, I got Paul uh, over who's a part-time muso slash bartender. Um, come over and give us a hand moving the table and all the audio into the spare room. Um, I think obviously the carpet and I don't know, the furnishings probably soften it a bit better as opposed to the old kitchen. So this is for you listeners. That's how it goes. That's it. What are we drinking today, mate? We are drinking blue ones. We're drinking a few wildlife dry lagers. Uh, what's the back? Craving a simply refreshing beer that's smooth and smashable. Uh, meet our dry lager, a no-nonsense can of crispy mouth-watering goodness that just gets the big jobs done. Delightfully reminiscent of Australia's classic lagers of the 1980s. Our dry lager is built for hot summer days. Sharing your cans around, great beer is what great memories are made of. It is that no-nonsense, what, 4.6 ABV? That's it. That's it. Admittedly, the one pet peeve with this one, mm-hmm. slabs a 16. Well, we might solve that with another skew one day. Maybe. Keep but tuned. It just means I have to buy two slabs. Well, 16s worked then, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Upsell, baby. <laughs> now, so how's your day off? What is it, Monday, are though? Yeah, Monday's our Sunday, so... Yeah. I mean, for a day off, relatively busy, basically because we've got a 16-month-old and a one-month-old, but, yeah, just get all the jobs done you can't get done during the week and just regular dad shit, basically. Yeah, good, <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. How did uh, you boys go up at Aubrey? Yeah, Aubrey was good. Aubrey was good. A lot of... Uh, the plan with Aubrey was to get there and try and get some more exposure in Aubrey because we do have a couple of retail customers in Aubrey, but uh, maybe try and increase their turnover. So increase our brand presence there. And we met a lot of Aubrey residents that just, believe it or not, they were just smashing the lager. They were smashing the lager on the day. So yeah. I reckon we're going to see a real uptick in the takeaways in our bottle shops up there. Plus a uh, couple of pubs we're going to go see next week. So see how that goes. Good stuff. What, what's it called up there? Was it the Sip and Savor Festival? Yeah, yeah, Sip and Savor. It's run by the Beer Fest crew that do like the uh, Geelong and the St Kilda one. Uh, I think they're doing another Sip and Savor up Lake Macquarie soon. But uh, yeah, they had a few few good acts. They had, a, if, if you're in them, like, I think they had Lisa Mitchell, Kate Miller-Heidke. So some bigger names that than you'd expect at a beer festival for sure. Yeah, fair few people. A lot of tasters. A lot of people took off after the tasters, unfortunately, but yeah, still yeah. sold plenty of beers and got to see, see a few people that we don't get to see very often, in Top. terms of other brewers, sorry. Tight asses. Fair few tight asses. But fair, fair few tight I mean, if there's a chance of free beers, though. Yeah. Can I say I'd do anything different? Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> do you, so is it rebranded as Sip and Savor because there's, what, gin, cider, wineries affiliated as opposed to just beer? Yeah, yeah I believe so because it was actually quite heavy on the wineries, especially where we were. I think it was nearly one-for-one one wineries breweries while we were there. And, um, excuse me, uh, there's... I reckon there was at least five or six different spirit companies as well. So, yeah, there's a fair range if you just wanted to have a bit of everything. Yeah, right. Fuck yeah. 
Where's yeah. uh, the next festival for you guys? You got one lined up? Yeah, we're, uh, we'll take off to Ballarat Friday morning. So we'll go get ready on Friday morning for the Ballarat Beer Fest, which is generally a big one. I think it's our third or fourth year, or third year, I reckon. Um, usually about 5,000 people. It's a one day, but it's a morning session and an Arvo session, and James and I will do that on our own as we love a bit of, love a bit of punishment, but that's how you make money. <laughs> hey, yeah, I know you guys, uh, yeah, you suck it for punishments. Yeah. Um, it's a bit weird that the old uh, Ballarat festivals on the same day as the Melbourne one. Is that right? Katani Gardens? Katan. Uh, they on the same no, day? I think it's the the little Longwood one. That we the Longwood one. After, yeah. yeah, so they share. It's, yeah, they share the same day as the... I knew there were a couple that overlapped. Yeah, yeah. It's strange like how they don't well, plan it out. I guess it's a uh, different scale. Like the Longwood one, well, it's one that's very close to our hearts, but... It's a lot, a lot smaller one. All the funds that are helping keep the footy club alive. So that's one that they guys approached us when we were first starting. So that's pretty close to our hearts, you know. So we always make sure we attend that one. Hopefully in the future we'll have a bit few more staff and we'll be able to take it once. But yeah. for now we'll stick with Longwood because it's just a real good day too amongst the trees, bit of music. All the was sort of sharing a few beers. We just play it safe and camp there the night and have a couple more beers, you know. Oh, <laughs> so good. Yeah. Just... Uh, thinking about it if you were to have the old fucking pie chart from primary school your sales like you've got your session and your dry lager your two main skews and obviously your limited releases when they come out but what the uh, would session ale be a big seller like you know what uh, I reckon 70-80% of the year it is yeah but just every now and then like I reckon these last couple of months we've just been Smashing lager, smashing lager. Yeah, right. But it'll it'll turn again on its head. Through summer, lager always picks up. But in terms of when it comes to a pub, it's very hard to compete on a lager level, especially when you're looking at just about everything CB makes as a lager, and every other craft brewery is now making a lager as well. So we some do... good, some bad. <laughs> as I've heard, <laughs> as I've heard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Check the Instagram posts. For, yeah, the old Drinks of Jackson beer reviews did not hold back. <laughs> uh, beer review 33, watch watch out, watch yourself. <laughs> Bit of a savage. Oh, it's, um, <laughs> it's definitely, I don't know, lagers, I think, for you guys, it's probably a good way. I, I see it in that um, you're trying to buy over that Great Northern or Carlton Dry drinker. Like it's, yes, it's a lager, but it's made by a craft brewery. And if you like this, why not explore the rest of their range? Exactly. So you could look at it two ways where obviously Wildlife Brewery is a, is a craft brewery, but we sort of focus, especially when we're talking about lager, it's more local beer than craft beer. So this is a good option for someone to be able to support a local who doesn't necessarily have a palate to be drinking a big Nebo, giant hoppy beer, big dark beers. They just want a good no-nonsense beer that they're used to drinking every sort of day or that's not, I guess that's not good, drinking every week, whatever. But... um. Yeah, it's a good sort of replacement if you want to get something that's a bit more natural, a bit more local, you know? So good. Yeah. Awesome, dude. How salesy was that? <laughs> well, the, um, you've been spending a fair bit of time in the car lately, though, haven't you? Really, uh, you know, like you brew, <laughs> brew by night, sales by day sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've really, uh, especially this year, because in the, the last year, we were just running around like headless chooks, just getting done, whatever whatever fire was popping up. So we just sort of stopped and sort of reviewed to make sure that we're on the right path, getting the right things done at the right time. So if anything, we're getting more done in less hours 
this year than we have in previous years. But um, yeah, so last Thursday and Friday, I was on the road both days, so I got to listen to every podcast you've released. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, hitting the high country, hitting uh, hitting a bit along the uh, Murray as well. Yeah, nice. Yeah, few uh, few more customers soon, I reckon. Yeah. Are there any sort of areas that you really want to sort of nail down, like area specific or shires or? Um, we've got we've got sort of a few scattered in the high country. Gotcha. We'd like to beef that out. So we've got a couple of bottle shops, a few IGAs, things like that. Yeah. But it looks like there's a couple of pubs and things that might be on the cards. So, oh, nice. So hopefully get them on tap. Well, that's right. It makes it worth going up there a bit more. Yeah. You, know, you get to go up there, you get to see a few people. You might be able to turn it in terms of uh, making it a business and a lifestyle thing. Not yeah. going to make it an overnight thing. Go up there, go to the pub, have a meal with a customer, tax deductible, how good. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. And that's like the relationship thing coming through, like, you know, being a relationship manager more Absolutely. than an actual salesman. You know, yeah. the, the word salesman, it's a bit, it's, it's a bit it's crazy. Cringe, it? and it's, like, <laughs> it's a bit tr- crazy. Tricky Ricky. So, <laughs> what, are you, what are you fucking selling me? That's yeah. it. That's it. No, it's good, man. As much as it's been a lot more load to get out and do the sales, about 80% of the time I am loving it a bit at the moment, then I'll be coming to talk to people about our beers because we're clearly we're passionate about doing it, otherwise we wouldn't be doing it. So it is good to get to talk to people that don't know about our beers, or that may know about our beers, but maybe not properly. You know? Yeah. So that's been, it's been a big silver lining to us taking on the sales again. Uh, I just want to ask you, you said that you've listened to all the podcasts. What yep. was your... Uh, favorite podcast look as a wildlife fan I should say James but I really like Gleeso's <laughs> I really yeah I really I didn't know much about Gleeso's a big avid fan of ours but now I know a lot more and I'll be able to I'll be able to grill him a bit when he comes in next oh yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm already thinking ahead of the year and like trying to plan certain guests out for certain months or if there's an event coming up um, and I really want to do like a Christmas party Yep. like a podcast Christmas party so invite every guest I've had but <laughs> <laughs> oh man it'd be massive but the uh, I just need to make sure that my beer food's on point whether it's you know that sticky pork belly buffalo wings with blue cheese sauce what was his Korean Korean candy chicken yeah yeah I, the smash burgers probably a bit too much I was thinking maybe even sliders off the yep. back he really caught me off guard like I was Two podcasts in, I probably had 15 beers. Like my answers were <laughs> that, you know, when the beer brain kicks in and it's like, fuck, what's it? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but um, no, we'll get around to it. I'm a bit fucking shady today, though. Um, went down to Melbourne last night to see Dave Chappelle. Oh, mate. That's on the bucket list. I'd love to see him. Oh, he had Jimmy Carr, Jeff Ross, and oh his fucking name will come to me he's an absolute savage he's on Degenerates 2 on Netflix but like Jeff Ross is with David Tell on Bumping Mics on Netflix like yeah these guys are you know A grade comedians in their own right yeah and they're just they're all they're they're all all together they're all open and for Chappelle one thing though with Jimmy Carr he because he does a lot of uh, one-liners, he did have the A4 piece of paper with him up on stage on the yeah, yeah. on the stool, and I'm like, mate, you've been doing this for how long? Remember yeah. your fucking jokes. That's one thing. Like, hope I don't get dissed by him, but I'm, I am a fan of Jimmy Carr. But yeah. Once you've seen a couple of specials, it's just all set up, punch, set up, punch, set up, punch, set up, punch. It's like, I think a good thing about like a, a big skill of a comedian is that the storytelling. 
and that's something he doesn't even do essentially mm. even like riffing with the crowd mm. I think that's where Andrew mm. Schultz you know like he kills okay. and yeah just like his, his awareness genius <laughs> yeah his awareness especially like on a cultural level you know picking people out of the crowd and really resonating with them it's like fuck man it's not just that skinny white dude with privilege he's actually a well-rounded individual yeah. and I feel like people take a lot from that um, did you have a look at the UFC yesterday by any chance uh, it's not really uh, my thing unfortunately unfortunately that's no. fair said so uh, crown in the lead up to the to the comedy gig and it was on everybody, every TV, in every sports room. And yeah. it was just like that primitive sense. Like it was just dudes <laughs> screaming and it's like the, the whole knuckle dragging. <laughs> like driving up today, I, I listened to uh, the Joe Rogan fight companion. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you would have been prepped for it. A little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, by, by no means was I going to be yelling out go fucking who <laughs> <laughs> was it Islam Mac- Malkachev who, whoever the bloke won like barricade for him mm. against the Aussie yeah, you yeah. know so but I don't know it's uh, it's a pretty interesting sport you know like it's cage oh, fighting you know 20 years ago you'd say cage fighting is going to be one of the biggest sports yeah, yeah. nowadays people probably laugh at you but it's just oh that's right it's nuts now that's right. You wouldn't expect it in the uh, in the cultural area at the moment either. Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, so last night we had to put our phones in pouches that had yeah. locks on them so we couldn't access them, which was fair enough considering the jokes that were said like... Oh, Chappelle doesn't hold back. Man. Oh, man. He says what he wants to say and he doesn't give a fuck. Even Jimmy Carr, like, oh, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Especially, like, when they know that they're in a safe environment. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I.e. every degenerate has their phone locked away. <laughs> and, you, like, you're paying big money to actually go see them. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's probably, it's probably uh, enhances your experience as well. Maybe not you yourself, but as a, as a crowd in general, there's going to be... 10, 20% of people that are addicted to their phone are looking at their phone yeah. and miss something that they've just paid to see. That's it. Yeah. The, um, I spoke about it with Justin, I think episode one about, you know, people's thoughts on Andrew Tate and it's like a polarizing figure like that wouldn't necessarily have the, the following if people didn't agree with what he says. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a lot with the likes of Dave Chappelle. Yeah, yeah. It's like he wouldn't be one of the best comedians on earth ever. Mm. You know, saying all this polarizing shit. Like he's still yeah. selling out arenas. Like oh, people absolutely. want to hear what he says because they agree with him. Well, he's he's not afraid of any consequence. Like, I mean, what's he got to lose? I guess. But he's um, even if you talk, listen to any. I listen to plenty of podcasts myself. Listen to any comedian talk about comedy in general. They refer to Dave Chappelle as the gold standard. Oh yeah. You know what? Like, he gets done what he wants to get done cares not of consequence and leaves that's it that's it like even the backstory with like the Dave Chappelle show Mm. you know he walked away from all of that money because the writers and the people involved just didn't align with his personal values like it's pretty admirable oh absolutely absolutely you know that that era like the 90s you know to, to get your own show and to be offered all that money you know like yeah, you think of the likes of Seinfeld. Oh yeah, you know, like it's just oh, he, he could have been looking at that same money. Yeah, be, same sort of sitcom, richest actor. You know, yeah. Like, but instead, you know, like he stuck to his roots and 
did what he thought was right. And I think now, like, the people have witnessed that and, and media's changed, um, it's definitely, yeah, it's it's helped him for the better. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, uh, he was happy to... Oh, sorry. He, he stuck to his guns. He stuck to his beliefs. And as much as it may have hurt him in that time or those few years after, I think that's really sort of galvanised him as what well, people see him as a man who won't put up with shit. He's going to do what he wants to do on his terms. And I think a lot of people respect him for that. Oh, yeah, massively. What are the... Uh, so you said that you listen to a lot of podcasts. Mm. What other bodies do you listen to? Well, obviously, Drinks with Jackson's number one. Ah. I listen to every episode of that one. But um, I listen to a fair bit of Joe Rogan. It'll be any any guest, you know, like I'll, if there's something like, oh, I don't know much about space, I'm going to listen to him talking to the grass Tyson, you know. Um that guy's yeah. bandwidth is just incredible. Like oh, how crazy. he knows so much about <laughs> yeah, yeah. so many things. It's yeah. oh. Well, I, I, nine, nine times out of ten, I won't know who the person is. I read the description, like oh, astrophysicist, uh, financial, oh, XCIA. That's that's going to be interesting, as you know. And the other one, actually, sent on your story. I listen to a bit of modern wisdom. Yeah, Chris yeah. Wilson. Value bank for buck too. Like short, but informative. If you get a lot out of them, I reckon. Yeah, I always have to skip his though. Until like that five minute bit once he's once he's done his once he's sponsors, every, yeah, every once he's sponsor. ten sponsors and then you can actually listen to him talk to people. Yeah, yeah. but he's making big money off oh, that. Of like he is. he's doing it's, five minutes out of his fifty minutes. Of oh sponsors. yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And it's more like evolutionary psychology for that guy. Yeah, yeah. And he interviews like these, you know, the the PhDs, the the physicists, the like the the best of the best yeah. in that given area, and it. It makes you wonder, like, fuck, how does he get these people on? And I'm, it, it's, it probably makes sense in a way that he's getting the most value out of these people because outside of a university classroom, they probably don't get much exposure. No, no. Like That's a right. lot of their guests, uh, they, they, they know that 0.1% at that top, you know, tier of information. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he's just putting that into a format for... Yep. dumbasses like us to yep. consume and it's it's quite good I reckon oh absolutely absolutely stuff like that's really good it's bloody dense but it's good oh yeah 100% you wouldn't you wouldn't want to listen to like obviously Joe Rogan's quite long form you can listen to a four hour podcast and not be sort of straining if you listen to four hours of his podcast in a row I reckon you're headed for it <laughs> you really got to pick your like I don't know how people would listen to every single one of Joe Rogan's because oh, some of them are quite dry Oh, yeah. But the likes of, you know, like uh, Adam Curry, the uh, former MTV VJ, you know, Louis C.K. Yeah. Jordan Peterson's always a frequent, as is Lex Friedman. Yeah, well, I listened to all your podcasts on Thursday. And then on Friday, I listened to Jordan Peterson and Lex Friedman while I was on the road. Back to back. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of been a good six hours with those two. Yeah, a lot of time on the road. (laughs) It's crazy. How are you finding it on the road, like, as opposed to being in the brewery, like... Well, as much as we are time poor, I'm yeah. claiming we're using our time very, very efficiently because we have to now. Yeah, because you're one man down? Yeah, yeah, because we're one man down. But um, it's good for us to get a handle on that sales side of things and sort of take a bit of stock, see where we're at there, and really get the sales like, model for our business hammered out before we put someone into it so it's much more structured ready to go someone will be able to go in there and that can be their full time thing and they can 
because we've been doing it so efficiently, James and I've been doing it in two days a week, sort of thing. Yeah. So if they can do it, if they can do five days, they should get it done in four and have another day up their sleeve to expand. Yeah. Essentially, so totally. it should be. Should be good. <laughs> should be good. Yeah, yeah. And we're, and we're still acquiring new customers as well, and all yeah. that sort of thing. So growth is still going. There's good. whispers with the new skew. Maybe skew fucking merging well, its head at some stage. Well, I've already listened to the other podcast, and that's already been revealed. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a citrus sour ready to go into oh, cans and roll out. Delicious. Absolutely, and there'll be there's plans for another few more over the over the year. Yeah. The citrus sour would really balance out that range, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. You would have had the stuff on the tap. It's uh, that's that's version one. The, the blood orange. Yeah, yeah, that's version one, and that is probably a bit too sour. It's sour as shit. So yeah. we're going. We just pet it back just a little bit. Yep. Because that's the ethos of anything we put into a can. Is okay. You like sours? You can drink six of these. You know, so there's still enough sourness, but not so much that you go, "Oh, that was a bit much." What was that mandarin one that you had? So, oh, uh, early yeah, early days, yeah. So that was uh, well, that was uh, a winter harvest citrus sour. So that's yeah, that was this delicious. is this is birthed down the road of that. Well, that one, that one's really unrepeatable and non-scalable. So essentially, yeah. it was COVID. Which are the two things that you need in a business? Absolutely. So of your caliber, yeah. Well, sometimes you have a bit of fun with it too, I guess. But we got that's all, it. We got all the mandarins off James's mum Deb's tree. Yeah. We got all the oranges off James's tree. We got all the lemons off my tree. And we hand peeled them and cut them up, and we used the uh, we used the fruit in one part of the beer, and we used the rind in another part of the beer, and it just made this crazy, super fresh. Tasted like you had a whole orange or a whole mandarin in your glass. Yeah. Super sour sort of things. Yeah, probably never again, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, the one we the one we're releasing is going to be as close as we can get to the scalable option. Obviously, we're going to be using some puree and some things like that. So. Because that's what you got to do. I can't do thousands of liters worth of lemons in one hand with my hands. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I just yeah. hope that uh, you've planted twenty-seven more lemon trees in the backyard. <laughs> so you what? The house I bought, I actually bought it off an old um, Italian bloke, and where I bought is old orchards. So I have ten nectarine trees in my backyard. Oh, fucking! So no, I can do a nectarine beer for sure. <laughs> That'd be sick. Maybe soon. Maybe next year. I missed harvest this year. Maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> nah, good stuff, man. Mm. These beers are going down way too easy. I thought they'd be going down like razor blades. I've had two big nights and it's like... <laughs> one-handed too. God, it's savage. I'm, I'm a professional. I'd hope you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's all product testing. A pro- that's it. <laughs> R and D, baby. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> nah, awesome. Yeah. How's uh, the newborn? She's good. Emmy's good, mate. Yeah, she's. Uh, we're pretty lucky. She's six weeks old. Wakes up once during the night. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She sleeps like a porter. All the females in my family sleep like the dead. So. We're that's lucky. Good. She's got that trait. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Ben was a bit. Uh, touch and go. He was a bit touch and go at the start. He was just a bit like, oh, oh he was really wrapped the first day. He's like, oh yeah, I've got a mate. And it was like, oh, she's not fucking leaving. But uh, he's warmed back up, gives her a kiss and a cuddle and stuff now, so he's good. He's good. The funny thing is about having the second kid is she's... It, it makes it harder not because she's flat out. It's because he's flat out and you're, you're stuck holding her baby and he's just wrecking your whole fucking house. <laughs> but it's good. It's all part of it. That's it. And yeah. like, 
so the so six weeks and eighteen months. Uh, sixteen months. Sixteen months. So it's sort of yeah. going to be leaning into is it the terrible twos? Is that what they fucking he's, call it? Uh, he's getting yeah. there. He's getting towards. He's fast tracked his apprenticeship to fucking shit up. He's uh, he's starting to figure out some tantrum sort of shit. I reckon. <laughs> but uh, no, he's alright. The only thing is, he's just so fucking accident prone. His his mind's quicker than his legs. Yeah. Or he'll be he'll uh he'll go. I'm going there, and he won't take his legs with him. So he's just face plants like yesterday we're at the in laws. He's just running along, just running, decided to stop stepping, just scraped his nose on the concrete. <laughs> but I was clumsy as fuck as a kid too, and I still yeah. am. So yeah, he's got no hope. <laughs> Not going to get into the uh, draft in, what, 15 years' time? Well, we'll see. I reckon he'd be a good tackler. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> How's the gym going? Uh, yeah, so I've just sort of started back up in January, but only a couple of days a week sort of thing, just when I can find time. Yeah. Because uh, I was quite into it before Ben was born, but then after that it's like, oh, just, just eat what you can grab. And I probably went to the gym three times in six months, so I just cancelled it. But then after Emmy was born, I was like, well, I'll just start looking after myself a bit more again. So I started to get back in maybe two, three times a week. Haven't figured out a program or anything yet. Just get there when I get a minute. But yep. yeah, it's been good getting back. I've got an hour in today, so it's good. Yeah, sick. Counteract with all these peers. It's good. It's um, one of those things, and obviously you've listened to a fair bit of modern wisdom in that, like, and Joe, like, we've still got that 10,000-year-old brain. And, you know, yeah. people have all this anxiety nowadays and that can just be alleviated with a bit of struggle like absolutely exercise sweat a bit you know absolutely absolutely that's pretty much the main reason like obviously i want to be healthier and fitter but it sounds terrible sometimes you're in a minute to yourself so i can go and get an hour to myself maybe three times a week go and lift some shit put it back down go home and i'm a better dad and i'm a better business partner and a better husband. That too, yeah, that too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally agree with you too. And like, yeah. for, for me, I, I love going to the gym, but as soon as things get real busy, it's the first thing that drops off my list. And it probably shouldn't be because I think it makes me a better person. Well, that's something I've really figured out. Yeah. The two things I shouldn't sacrifice on is sleep and exercise. And a bit of that time, yeah, a bit of that exercise because. Yeah. Uh, regardless of like, okay, well, this should be get done at work. If I don't get the right sleep and exercise, well, it's going to take me twice as long to do that shit at work. Or, you know, it's going to make me grumpier at home. Or it's going to make me, you know, it's going to make me grumpier when I go see a client. So, yeah. You just got to get it done. It's, it should be part of like, you have to. Yeah, and you I know. You have to get this, you have to get that. I know people will argue the fact that it's like, oh, well, you sit in the car, you, you, you're listening to your podcasts, but it's not the same. Like, driving takes it out of you. Yeah, yeah, to an extent. To, 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 to an extent, really. Yeah, yeah. And like you're sitting down and like your back or your hips might start to Atrophy, ache or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just, you know, getting the sweat on. It's, mm. And listen, you know, throwing the headphones in like the whole do not disturb. Yeah. You know, I, I know there's a lot of different sort of people in the uh, in the gym. You've got the people that take the selfies. You've got the, the gym rats that squeal every time they lift something heavy. You know, yeah. It's just... Do not me, mate. I, I get out of bed. I got my bad hair. I roll in, unshaved, looking terrible. Yeah. Just get done. What I need to get done and get out. All right, good stuff. How are you, man? Not there for the socials, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, a uh, bit surprised um, with you and James, and I was, 
this will come out a bit more in the next episode, which is released on the 14th, being tomorrow, with Jack Hawkins, uh, James's brother. But your uh, bandwidth or capacity, just with what you do, like, you know, you were a glazier, the brewery, you, you brew beer, you've done a bit of fucking everything. When you're installing the air cons, you're fucking on the roof doing all that shit. It's like, is there anything these boys can't fucking do? Or Well... It comes down to one thing, and it's attitude. Like, um, that's a good response. If, so oh, that's if, a really good fucking well, answer. Well, it genuinely is. Like, oh, I can't do that. Well, why can't you do that? Is it because you don't know? Well, you've got the internet, so you can know. Um, but a lot of the things you're talking about, like I, I did do six years glazing, and I worked at an aircon joint for I guess a year and a half, and evaporators are quite easy. But um, you know, uh, even even brewing wise, we're self-taught. We spend a lot more time on that, of course. Spent a lot more time on that. We spent a few years making sure our product was right before we come to market. But um, yeah, it's uh, you can do it. You just got to figure out how to do it. You know, no one's really more special than anyone. I mean, maybe being a CEO or an accountant or something. That you might fuck up if you just walk in and go do that. That might be a different thing. <laughs> but uh, you know, if you look at the job that needs to be done, you can probably figure out how to do it. Yeah. What's that saying? Like, there's always someone that's done what you want to do that's not as smart as you have you heard that one I haven't oh, there's, there's someone out there that's done what you've done that yeah. isn't as good as you like you think about the amount of this uh, 7 oh. or 8 billion people on earth yeah. there's probably a lawyer out there who's got no fucking ideas but if yeah. you want to become a lawyer you know like yeah, yeah. look at this guy well, actually that's something I always refer to when like it's another parenting thing I'm going to go back to that but uh, with kids I'm like okay well Real dead shits raise good kids. So why can't I raise a good kid? Like, you know, like if you get a bit, you know, like, oh, fuck, this is going wrong, or that's going wrong, you're like, uh, it's probably not going as wrong as you reckon. Mm. You're probably sweet, you know? Yeah. So, and there's a lot of people that succeed in, say, what you want to do that aren't trying as hard as you either. So if you do try, if you do give it all, you're probably going to get it done. Yeah, it's a good way to look at it too. Yeah. That resonates a, a lot, I think, like, yeah, as, as long as you're doing your best too, yep. like, just do better. Well, that's one thing, like, I know a lot about you. you you got that same drive that we've got, you know? You've I admire you guys, and I know, like, James and Jack have mentioned that, but that's, like, I've shot both of them down. It's like, no, 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 you've got no idea, like... Yeah, I, I know I'm just a patron and a degenerate sipping your beer, but like <laughs> there, there's a yeah, there's a lot of admiration <laughs> I've got for you boys, like that big brother mentality. Like I look up to what you're doing, and it's like shit, you know. Like if you apply the same effort and just try your best, you don't know what the outcome will be. But well, just to think it was an idea for you guys and to where you are now, like regardless uh, of the outcome, if you don't try, you'll always wonder if you done it. And if you give it half-assed and you don't give it your all, you'll always wonder why uh, you didn't give it your all or wonder what would happen if you didn't give it your all. If you did give it your all, sorry. It's the... Uh, yeah, it's, it's fucking... It's a tough one. Yeah. Especially now, like, if you don't have all the resources, I think that's the thing, like, that probably come up a fair bit with the Gleeso episode, like, whether it's that resentment because you weren't given the same opportunities as others yeah. and that sort of makes you the person that you are now in relation to uh, I don't know what you do for work you know how you approach tasks just well, everything like 
Well, actually, referring to that Glaso one, one I really resonated with was when he was talking about uh, the curriculum to same in every school. It's the socioeconomic that actually changes the postcodes. So yeah, like I'm not, I think James and Jack is very similar to me, but I was the kid that didn't get the books or didn't have the school shoes. Yep. You know, so I just had to. I wanted to. I want like I was. I wanted to be the first person in my family to finish year twelve, so I was. Yep. You know, I was like, okay, well, they've got a book. I'm going to sit next to them. You know, like I'm just going to get. I'm going to get it done. Yeah. So I just haven't stopped doing it. You may not have. <laughs> yeah, you, may, you may not have yeah. the resources, but you're going to do whatever it takes in order yeah. to get to where you were. It was the same yeah. with me. Same one in my, my school. Do uh, oh, my family to finish school and then the first one to go to uni. Yeah. But um. Yeah, even though, uni, then I just went out like that. <laughs> well, that's it. Like uni's not for everyone, and it's yeah. not necessary. Like, no, uni's a tough one. People are like, oh, you need to do it, but it's fuck. It depends on your path, I guess. Like, if you want to be a lawyer, you have to. Yeah, yeah. If you want to be a like, doctor, you definitely have to. Oh, one hundred percent. But like, I think it was for me. It was I didn't know what I wanted to do at eighteen, so it gives you another four years to figure it out. Yeah, three. Yeah, and then it was like, yeah, working in a factory, making big bucks whilst I'm going through uni, and then the factory thing didn't pan out for a bit. Um, then I went into banking, and banking pays fuck all. I'm like, oh, let's which get a is, job in which finance. Because they're the guys that make the billion dollar oh, profits. Every well, that's year. it. You know, like <laughs> frontline sales, but yeah, that's where I was. Yeah, got paid nothing. But yeah, it's mainly like business banking that uh, relationship managers. What we're talking about, you know, yeah. going around shaking hands, playing golf. Those are the guys that make the money. They make the big bucks. Yeah, but they're not the ones writing out the loans. No, no. So they're the ones actually making the money. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's it's a bit skewed, but um, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's all relative, I think. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm gonna just pause for a sec. Yeah. Um. I, did you hear the ding ding before? I did. Yeah, low battery. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll, no we'll, worries. we'll edit this out um, and we'll be back in a moment. Thanks, guys. It's <laughs> a good little unit, man. I don't know why you call it shit off. Uh, yeah, I don't know. My house isn't much bigger than this. It's like, <laughs> I don't, uh, with all the issues that are happen, happening in Kai, um, I sort of wish I just kept this. Yeah. Because I'd be fucking mortgage free if I just bloody stayed here. Well, the joint next door to me, I bought mine for two thirty five six years ago. Yeah. I've renovated it as well. The joint next door to me, they're both twelve square houses. It sold for four fifty seven unrenovated. And now it's renting for four hundred a week. Yeah, this is four hundred a week. So I'm paying This is gonna be I'm renting. I'm Four hundred a week. Rent back option four hundred a week. So motherfuckers. I'm, yeah, and like the issue with these on. Yeah, it's no. all good. Oh, we're back too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the issue I think with um the Kai like Origin need to connect the gas line. So from everywhere, like wherever the gas meter is on the common property to mine. Mm. But they're claiming that the gas meter's been stolen. That there's a police report. Like it's just. It was meant to be in September. Like they assured me, grand final weekend, you'll be in. Oh, just gone? Yeah. What's that fucking oh, you've five been months in the ago? House. Yeah. It's just sitting there doing nothing, man. Yeah. Dead set. Is that you? Yeah, it's me. That's um, good. It should be alright. It's crazy what um, Shep's doing now, like property wise, where things are at, buddy. Pretty crazy, man. Oh. Pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's that affordability too 
I'm, I'm oh, feel, yeah. I feel bad for those that didn't get in a couple of years ago and oh. now they're trying to get in and it's like oh I feel bad for the guys that borrowed on 5% in the last two years because that interest rate's going up and they're paying big money big bucks and we all know the money it's going to come down a little bit it's eventually it's going to come down it has to it's going to come down at least 10% and if yeah. you put 5% down you owe more than what you what your house is worth yeah so your money's gone and you're paying a premium. <laughs> oh, it's it's crazy, you yeah. know. Like, we we were actually looking at selling about June last year. Yeah, and okay. Upsize just upsize before we had a second kid. Yeah, that's it. And I looked at it, the valuation on our house was like fantastic. That's good. That's a good deposit. I went to go. Oh, what's it looked like? Looked like upsize. I went to a house I liked, and there was forty cars waiting for the house oh, inspection. Okay. And I was sort of joking around at the front, and no one was joking, and. Everyone's talking around like, oh, we're going to offer this much over asking and offer this much. And Brain hopped in the car and went, we're keeping our house and went home. <laughs> it's getting to that point now, I think, like, if you really want to get, you know, that, that bargain that pops up. I know they're rare as hen's teeth, but people are offering overs. Yeah, and I yeah. know they do that in Melbourne, especially like with rent. You know, they'll offer 40 bucks a week over mm. whatever the advertising is just to get a house. But... Yeah, at the same time, like, there's that conflict. You know, people want to live in a certain area, but then they complain. It's like, well, how's about you move to a country area? That's right. Hustle a bit, put a bit away. Like, that's it. Yeah, like, it's that delayed gratification that no one really wants nowadays. I guess us being in the country, the the big fluctuation in the market. Like, obviously, it went up, and now it's going down in Melbourne, yeah. Sydney, Brisbane, anywhere. But because property prices are much undervalued on the mean in the country so compared to the whole country um, it's I don't think we're going to hit be hit as bad I think ours are going to hang around might, we might get half the reduction that the cities do in my opinion yeah in my opinion yeah I, I think it'll probably um, personally I don't think they'll drop they'll just stay where they are for the next 15 years like they did before this blast boom that's okay too. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, you know, hopefully that's the case for those looking to get into the market that weren't able to a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully these rates don't keep going up, eh? Yeah. Oh, mate, that's, that's a fucking shit show. It's, you get that <laughs> notification from the bank, it's like, fuck yeah, I got paid. And that, mm. your interest rate's going up. It's like, oh, oh absolutely. What are you doing to me? Absolutely. And there's a lot of young people that, I mean, we've, I mean I've definitely done it. I've tried to keep up with the Joneses. Had the, had the brand new house, had a new car, had all this. And had 20 bucks to be named after a pad of wheels each week. Yeah. So there's so many people that have done that that will just now be ruined or they'll be working two full-time jobs to get through or they'll be selling everything and they'll have to start again. Yeah. There'll be so many people that just don't There's borrow. that saying, you know, like the Joneses are poor. Oh, you know, and even working in banks, you know, like people driving a Land Rover yeah. with all the designer shit that people are thinking, God, like they got they got bank no, no, and they're moving stressed. kids from their bloody <laughs> kids' accounts yeah, in yeah. order to pay bills coming up. Like, That's it. I'd, I'd hate to be there. It's living that modest lifestyle that, you know, you're happy within yourself. Like, yeah. if you're trying to impress other people through material goods, yeah, maybe, I don't know, that's when you've got to step back and maybe reassess your values. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, definitely when I was younger, I was like, I'm going to, like I was talking about before, I'm going to tick off, I'm going to be the first, first from my family to graduate year 12, I'll be going to be the first person in my family to own a house. Yeah. Because a lot of us, well, my mum's still renting, you know? Yeah. So, um, I was like, okay, well, we're going to build the house, we're going to have a flash one. Like, but you're 20 and you're a third year apprentice, that's not a really good idea. 
you know, or you're, sorry, I was 21, I was a third year apprentice, not a good idea. So eventually after all that, we learned the error of our ways after struggling for too long, sold it, luckily it didn't, didn't depreciate, so we had a decent deposit to buy something much smaller worth half the price. So now we're in a position where we bought something for, you know, low 200s and we own our cars, we've got no debts, but a small home loan. So we're pretty... It's a good feeling. Buying. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a very good feeling. Yeah, uh, but materialism's a hard thing to beat. And that, that's it too, you know, like, even though Kai's a flipper, uh, four bed, two bath, two living, like, yeah, there's just that part of it that's like, ah, if I didn't do it, I'd own this place outright, even though it's a unit in, you know, the north area of Shepparton. Mm. It's got three beds and it's the one the one bath. It's it's enough for me. Yeah, do you need much else right now in your life? You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Honestly, I, I want a dog. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> da- here's how I have a dog. <laughs> yeah, dating sucks, and fucking the units are really compact and next to each other. So yeah, yeah, probably a dog wouldn't be the way. But yeah, a secure backyard. Yeah, and a puppy dog to come home to. Whilst oh, absolutely. I knock back a couple of beers after a long day shift. It's funny. That's it, man. Be be the way to go. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Talking about beers, what's your favourite beer? It's a hard one. I ran out of time before I come in because I, yeah. I was getting a haircut. But um, I was actually going to go and get you these tins that are very close to my heart. They're from Garage Project. It's called White Noise. It's a white peach salted sour. So it's 2.9%. And it's uh, it tastes like a super fresh peach with just a touch of salt. And it's just the most refreshing beer. At 2.9%. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful beer. Beautiful beer. I'll have to get you some. But... Um, I've obviously listened to James's podcast. And it's a very hard thing. It's like uh, Yaska Sheffy's favorite meal. Yaska Brewer, their favorite beer. Like, okay, mm. well, I don't know. Like, this is my favorite lager, but that's because I poured my heart into this lager. Yeah, you know, it's um, I might have five favorite pale ales. You know, depend. It's a really on the occasion day, like on the occasion thing. You know, like in in relation to your session, ale, it's an XPA. Yep. Um, or an approachable version of of an XPA. I rate it. 10 times over uh, Cooper's purple can, which, what's that? Yeah, That's their XPA? What's that, can yeah, fermented? Yeah, yeah it's, it's uh, can conditioned. So they ferment it and they add, or they add a bit of sugar or they pull the beer before it's finished fermenting and finishing it in the can so that the... Because when a beer ferments, it puts off CO2 as a byproduct. So you, if you can it or bottle it before the finishing of fermentation, you can actually capture that CO2 to carbonate the beer. But um, so if either added sugar or caught it before in the fermentation and packaged it so it can carve out itself um, but again I might get this by Coopers here but we had that XPA at Gab's a few years ago when they were releasing it and James and I both thought it was Mother's Milk best beer super hot forward nothing like Coopers usually does because they're very traditional beers and there's nothing wrong with that I love the sparkling out myself and the stout um, but when it came in in cans it was much more muted it's much more muted much more malt heavy for an XPA unfortunately but um I forgot where I was going with this, but that's my opinion on that. Just, just the comparisons, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, comparatively um, speaking, like... Well, we try and have a bit of that multi-backbone in ours, of course, but um, I think we've got a fair bit of, like, a stone fruity slash citrusy sort of flavour through our session now yeah. to sort of cut it, and there's a good, I think, a tight bitterness that's not so much like an IPA, but it sort of just cuts the back of when you have a mouthful so that you're like, ah, oh, I'll have another one of them, or, you know, I'll have another mouthful, you know, like... It's not like, say, a big IPA where it'll build up on you and you go, oh, I've had one of them and I don't want to have another one of them. 
ever. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, it was a great beer, but that's it for them. You yeah, know? similar to like I remember when I was helping his paint the front of the brewery, we were um, knocking back a few cans after afterwards, and I think the session ale they were older. Yeah, they were older slabs. Yeah. And no, there was like a mead or a honeycomb on the back end. Yeah, a bit of that malt sweetness sort of becomes a bit more prevalent as they get a little bit older. Oh, yeah, yeah, and it, it's bloody delicious. Um, <laughs> well, that's brewer's stock because it's not the product we intend to sell. <laughs> oh, oh, give me all the brewer's stock. But um, yeah, and I think Cooper's, I bought a six pack of the XPAs and I had a couple of them. I was like, nah, I'm not a fan. You know, they just yeah. lived in the back of the fridge for three or four months and then I went back to them and I'm like ah oh, there's nothing else here I'll yeah. have that with me with me dinner and it actually was pretty good so Cooper's cans do really well sitting in a fridge so um, when we were formulating our session ale yep. you know the Cooper's blue can the Pacific ale well that was actually called a session ale at that time so I reckon right. that was half of our inspiration because that was quite a hop forward light malt bill uh, it was really del- delicious beer but we both found Sure, it'll get cold in a couple of hours and you can drink them. But if it's in the fridge for three or four days, it becomes a much, much better beer overall, in my opinion. I think the uh, CO2... The beer burps. Well, the beer burps, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I think CO2 reabsorbs and just makes it a bit more uh, balanced. Yep. Yeah. No, but um, haven't had too many of the purple ones since I had the first can of it. I was like, ah. Uh, Damn. <laughs> it, it, it's not a replica of what they had at Gabs. No, I guess they might have tuned it up a bit for Gabs, but yep. when we tried it, we were like, incredible. That's my go-to till we have product. <laughs> Are you guys going to go down for that festival down in Melbourne? Uh, we've submitted. Yet to see if our uh, yet to see if our beer makes the cut for what they're after this year. But we've gone a bit more out there even than last year. So last year we done Southside CR, which is. That was cocktail inspired. It's, it's, it's I think cocktail inspired. It. Yeah, yeah. So lime and mint and gin. Yeah, it was inspired. tasty. Yeah, yeah. It was a cool beer. Cool beer. We, I mean, as as any brewer, we weren't hundred percent happy with the product, but, we would, but this year we've got a really cool plan for something else. Would you Hopefully. just how would like the session now go? As just a game beer. Yeah. Or for the hottest one hundred, or for the, or just for the release. For the release. Um, so. The rules for entering a Gabs beer is it has to have never been released before. Gotcha. So, has to be a whole new thing. Who won it last year, do you know? Um, those ones, I don't know that it's publicised, but I believe it might have been, off the top of my head, I reckon it might have been a lemon meringue sour that someone done. So they're actually pouring the sour, they'll put the meringue on the top and they were torturing it. So there was actually a meringue top on a lemon sour. Wow. Yeah. Looked pretty cool, but I didn't get to it. <laughs> Fuck. So what's that? That's May. May yeah. 19, 2021. So yeah. that Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So we should find out the next couple of weeks if uh, if we're making the beer for it. Yeah, I might have to. I want, I want to because it's in my schedule for March, so I hope I'm making it. <laughs> you have to go to that. Yeah, I've got it blocked out of my calendar already. Jeez. I'll check ours. Or... Yeah, 20th on the set. Oh, I've got all three off, but we'll f- suss it out and head down. I bought a... Uh, a handheld recorder because I want to do a live podcast for the uh, Bendigo Beer Fest. Oh, really? Yeah, and I know I saw your your uh, on the list. So we are attending, but James and I won't be there. Paul, Paul and Mel, Paul and Mel. Yeah, so it'll be Mel's first beer festival. Paul, Sick. Paul's done Bendigo a couple of times. Yeah. So uh, he'll be he'll be running the reins as the tap room manager over there. I think the tap room 
is either going to close or potentially James Swift Felicia might run it. So we might have three locations running that night. We'll Hell yeah. <laughs> so, so what else was... So that, that was Longwood. I know. So that one, the Bendigo one, is uh, James and I will be in Canberra, actually. Gotcha. Yeah, we, we, we're going all over the... All over the joint this year. <laughs> Gee whiz. Well, there's a few people we want to... There's a few customers we want to talk to up there. So. Yeah? Yeah. Well, so uh, good. Yeah. There's a few uh, really good reputable bars up there that if we can get put the time and attention into, I reckon we'll be able to expand our reach a bit months, a bit further than country Victoria this year. So see how that goes. Hell yeah. yeah. I've, uh, I sent an email out to Shep Brewery. Is it Dana? Yeah. Spoke to and I got a response in there. She's keen to hop on the podcast, so yeah, beautiful. Be good to get her on for an International Women's Day episode. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. you know, a female in a male orientated industry. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in the uh, country area, you know, like the same challenges as what you're facing, oh, yeah, yeah. as opposed. Oh, they're more of a brew pub too, but like yeah. with, with the food aspect and, and distilling as well. Yeah, the side hustle. Mm. side hustle gin yeah 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 so it'd be good just to explore that um i probably won't like limit the episodes as to what i've done in the past just let the conversation flow and if it's good it's good yeah um and it's the same with jeremy from three-legged cow oh yeah yeah. so i've reached out he seems pretty happy but it's just locking him down and yeah finding a few of his beers to review but yeah that's the thing you'll find people in this industry very time poor. That's <laughs> oh, like anyone though who's oh, yeah. like you know you're uh, driven. Yeah, business owners. It's it's a tough tough thing to do. You know you're trying to hack it all yourself. Unless you've really got that infrastructure where you've got you know your account, you've got your marketing manager, you've got your you know the road crew that do all of the festivals. Like it's yeah yeah that scalability probably once again. That's it. It's a bit of a. Uh it's the it's the uh, it's the big upside and downside to the brewing industry is everyone that's in it loves to be in it so because they love to be in it no one cares if they make the money so therefore everyone's running lean as food everyone's running lean as shit so yeah <laughs> do you um what aspects of the industry do you think could improve like oh honestly I haven't put any thought to that <laughs> I can't really tell you just seems like a lot of people are trying to hack it out themselves and not yeah, like yeah. I feel like from an outside of the collaboration aspects well that's uh, down to every individual business owner though too because everyone's so busy looking at what they're doing trying to expand or trying to keep their doors open or whatever they're at mm. so the essentially th- those collaborations will only ever be born if you go to a beer festival from what I've gathered because that's the only time you'll get to talk to 10 different breweries at once yeah. and it won't take away from you working <laughs> so, funnily enough but um, yeah um, it's a bit of a hard one I will say in the future like you're talking about the uh, International Women's Day and all that sort of thing like our goal is always whenever we hire someone we do want to get female staff in because we're very uh, aware that we're a bunch of white blokes and <laughs> we know that beer is not drunk by just a bunch of white blokes our, our, the people that come in the tap room it's like a 50-50 split you know, oh like, yeah the, I mean, the female presence nowadays is actually huge, incredible huge. Beer, beer's, you know. beer's not a man's drink you know no. it's, a, it's everyone's drink and, and it's a conversation piece I think at the end of the day like Absolutely. sure if you want to use it to uh, get yourself intoxicated but if mm. you want to sit around and actually discuss what the beer's like you know how did they get there the story behind the beer like it's wow. an actual conversation piece and it brings people together like well that's the big thing about um, 
It's only like a second wave pub, the whole brewery thing. Like every, just about any brewery is opening their own tap room. And with the way pubs are going, just being full of TABs and full of pokies now, the, the brewery is now where you can take your family and have a quiet afternoon and people are having a positive interaction with alcohol. Yeah. And you can know there's probably not going to be any drama or any shit, you know. Like, oh, that's it. It's going to be fine to bring my four or five-year-old or my kids along, you know. And yeah. They can just, you know, have a run around on the grass. Or that's whatever. the beauty of it, the beer garden, like having that that's outdoor it. area, you know, somewhere for everyone to intermingle. Like, oh, I'll go visit you guys after work by myself in my hive is knowing full well there's going to be yep. someone I can talk to Absolutely. you know like that that pack mentality when people go out and the egos are involved I think tap houses are slowly removing that because it's a place for everyone it's a very inclusive environment and Absolutely. there's not many places nowadays where you can get that so oh, we could ask what our, what's our demographic all the time when someone's approaching us from a marketing perspective we're like oh just people all people just say yeah. 20 to 60 like it's, oh, that's, that's, right. that's, that's a pretty right. big demographic that's right. it could be anyone it could be anyone yeah. that's right well we had a bunch of 18 year old dudes come in and just try every beer the other day you know like they're not just going oh I'm going to drink Northern I'm going to drink CC and Dry I'm going to like oh I don't know what beers I like I'm going to come and try all the beers and then I'll yeah. know what beers I like you know so and especially at that age too like you only have three or four yeah and then it's like, I like that one, and that's the one that you buy for the next five or six years. We've all been there, yeah. Oh. That's right. <laughs> Man, these are going down way too <laughs> Well. Wow. Smooth and simple. Oh, <laughs> Might have to call in sick tomorrow. <laughs> it's my second job. It's not that bad. It's still, you know, <laughs> we had a pretty good conversation about, you know, mm. that sort of factory work. Some so de- means to an end. Oh, that's it. Like, yeah. that's the admirable thing with you guys. Like, you're doing something that you love, and mm-hmm. you know the goals that you kick. You're not kicking them for a big business. You're kicking them for yourselves. Well, that's this may come across greedy or wholesome. I don't know how it's going to come across, but um, the difference between a business of our size or working for say Coles or Kmart or somewhere like that. Just dissing every brand at the moment through this podcast, but. Um, when it's we just sell, business. When we sell a case, it yeah. genuinely benefits us and we spend our money in Shepparton, you know? So yeah. we sell a keg, it benefits us and our team and it benefits Shepparton because we have the same mentality of spending local wherever we can. So yeah. it's, um, sorry, I've lost it. <laughs> You're right. It's a bro. It's that fucking beer, bro. I'm tired. I'm, I'm half out. But, um, yeah. <laughs> lost it <laughs> fun times um, but nah can you get a few things going with you boys like from the uh, comedy aspect it'd be good to you know we've got a few things in the pipeline and absolutely yeah the next 12 months I think it's going to be exciting for everyone involved especially you know the locals really um, putting forward the uh, you know giving more to the community as far as options not just you know screwing up your nose and saying shepherd and shit yeah actually yeah. you know providing options for for everyone and yeah well as you know like uh three quarters of the reason james and i done in chef not only because we are locals it's because everyone goes oh there's nothing to do in chef or you know oh shepherd's a shit oh well you know to change it because you are from here or you can complain about it that's it you know so we've uh started this brewery with shepherd in mind we've made a really nice paired back parallel that is Easy to drink six of it at Barbie. We've made a nice dry lager for people that don't have a craft palate. 
to be able to support a good local business. And we're trying to make a tap room which uh, which we've just sort of ironed out. We've got our staff trained. That's what the end of last year was all about. We're starting to do a few functions. We're starting to do a few more events. And that will evolve as time comes on to be a bit more of attraction. That's it. Maybe some open mic nights and some things like that. Oh, mate, yeah. I need to redeem yourself after, uh, after Bendigo. I, to th- in, oh, fuck, beer brain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hindsight's twenty twenty, but um, looking at ABC, who run Raw, um, and the contestant that they put forward, mm-hmm. you know, uh, interesting character, long hair, has a purple tote bag, has the flashy converse with the oversized jeans, like that real oddball character that knows his pronouns that ticks the boxes of what culture is nowadays as opposed to a straight white bogan male from Shepparton like yeah it's hard going but you know what if as long as uh, it's like it's like what we do you know we're 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 producing what we want to do and we're producing what we believe in and that's why we can work as hard at it as we do yeah so as much as you could change your material to something you don't believe in and maybe progress much further, why would you? Because when you'll get there and you go, well, this isn't me anyway. Yeah. That's a fair point. Hey, do you want to see the set? Yeah. I think uh, we can get the audio through. <laughs> I, I was trying to find a segue to fucking throw it on here, but I don't think you've really had a proper fucking gaze at this. And well, I had a half a go, but the venue was pretty busy the other day. Yeah, and I don't know, it'll give me a good chance to fucking go to the loo while you, while you <laughs> have a listen, so... Where are we? Just press play when you're ready, brother. Yeah. Maybe put it close to the mic so the listeners can have a crack. Yep. Congratulations, mate. Because of you, Sinbad said demo from Gold 
see a bit of a fucking a laugh coming from your way. I can't show the visual because uh, it's got the raw banner and because it's a competition they don't want people to be sort of uh, benefiting off their their own thing but yeah from the visual you could definitely see a lot of females in the audience with long grey hair yeah it may not have been their forte it may not have been the sort of comedy they expected to yeah. see potentially I'd worked on that fucking five minute bit for a fair while and I was like I'm, I'm fucking doing it <laughs> I don't have a plan B this is well, this is what you got you'll find your audience mate it's, that's uh, it even if it isn't through like the uh, normal channels you know like my, my favourite comics Big J Okerson Joey Diaz David Tell yeah. like they're you don't find them on Netflix no no but, so. but fuck are they funny oh 100% <laughs> Joey Diaz. Oh, <laughs> he <cut> sucker. <laughs> it, it, it's just weird, you know, like um, that Anthony Jeselnik, like he says some pretty racy shit and it's oh, like, yeah. how does he get uh, Netflix specials? But Following. Yeah. That's oh. it. That's, that's it. It's, yeah, I, I don't know. I think a lot of his stuff is 
like made up and made joke whereas like Joey a lot of his is based on true situations like mine like Joey had a had an hour through Netflix but they canned it and he put it on YouTube about you know how he kidnapped a guy for four kilos of cocaine and just (laughs) that wasn't shock humor it was facts (laughs) 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 yeah He's, he's, he sounds like a decent guy. He's come a long way since then, so I think everyone deserves forgiveness. Everyone's got a path there on, haven't they? That's <laughs> it, bro. That's, That's it. it. So um, the uh, Mountain Culture beers, um, with every four-pack that I bought, I dropped a few off to, obviously, you and James, um, just as a bit of a... Here you go. Try that. <laughs> <laughs> You've only had the, sh- the small ones? We've only had the smaller ones. Um, yeah. Do you rate any of them? Look, it's they're, they're very hot forward beers. That's that's what mountain culture goes for. Yeah, the IPAs. And it's a it's a very generic thing to say now because they just won number one. Yes, status, status quo. quo. But that's a good beer. That's a good beer. That status quo. That's uh, well, that that meets our ethos too. Like if you're into really hot forward beers, that is a good hot forward beer that you can have four or six of if you want to have a couple. You know, so that's really the way I measure a beer is on its ability not to maybe just one can to meet a thing but the, the bogan in me the, the Centrelink upbringing in me tells me no one has one beer <laughs> so me personally I got it from my mama <laughs> <laughs> facts <laughs> facts Jane loves a beer just as much as me <laughs> yeah it's um, it's it's fucking yeah it's good that's really good uh, just the resemblance like their um, their American Pale Ale even from a marketing campaign like I know nowadays we're in this copy paste complex where people can't think of their own ideas but yeah. it's the same colours as uh, uh, Sierra Nevada beer brain yep. almost failed me then their yep. Pacific Ale same colours I, I know blue is a Pacific hail colour now, now, but it's literally like the same colour as Little Creatures. Well, that's right. You that's know, right. Like, differentiate yourself a little bit, I reckon. To be fair, Little Creatures Pacific Ale is quite a young beer. Who do you think comes first? Uh, That'd be a good one to follow up, eh? That would be a good one to find out. I have no idea, to be honest. This podcast is massive, so I don't have a young Jamie to crack the whip at to pull it up on the TV for us. If Paul hung around after doing the sound engineer and we had him clacking away, yeah. he took off. We could have put the TV in here as well. If he stuck around, he probably wouldn't pay his wages, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> and buy another mic. Yeah. It'd be good, though, moving to Kai, like, have a dedicated podcast space with four microphones get on the piss and just have a laugh, you know, like, mm, mm. it'd be grouse. Even if it's, you know, like that once a month or once a quarter, just... Movie mayhem for the listener, but everyone in the room will have fun. Oh, that's it. <laughs> that's the thing, like, that um, that fight companion, you know, four blokes talking over each other, especially Eddie Bravo, he needs to wear a headset, but it is mayhem, but there are bloody glimpses of bloody gold amongst yeah. all of that. So it's it's a mix of being able to enjoy yourself and make it an enjoyable experience for the listener at the same time, I think. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think... I mean, it would be an experience, that's for sure. Oh. <laughs> Did Don't you actually peak an experience? <laughs> <laughs> just, Don't do it. Just rip it off. 
you want to get in contact with Joe Rogan, that's the quickest way to do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, even if he beats me up, I think that's pretty admirable. Like, not many well, people have been beaten, be up up Joe Joe Rogan. beaten up by Joe Rogan. <laughs> He's going to hit you with one of the gorilla kettlebells, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just the temple, temple indentation of, like, a gorilla nose. Well, just... Or he'll drown you in an ice bath, I don't know. He'd be one of the two. <laughs> as long as he dries me out the sauna. <laughs> But um, no, nah, it's honestly, we've hit uh, the hour mark, man, hour 15, but yeah. um, obviously with the editing and everything else, we stopped to uh, have a leak before, but mm-hmm. yeah, honestly, it was fucking great having you on. Cheers, man. Not much else you'd really want on a Monday afternoon. It's well, fucking great. I hope it was a good experience for you, man. A few beers in the sun, filtered sun. But... Filtered sun. Well, how can you go wrong? That's it. Hey, um, where can listeners... Uh, hear more of you and the wildlife crew um so our main our main channel is instagram so yep. at wildlife brewing co yep one word no no dots or underscores or anything yep um otherwise you can get online you can onto our website wildlifebrewing.co and you can sign up to be a member and you'll get our email blast that you know what's going on when we have a new release things happen at the venue so that's probably our main streams yeah awesome Awesome. Otherwise, no. come on down to Williams Road and have a chat to us or the crew. Four to six, Williams Road. Four to six, Williams Road. Yep. Awesome. Well, uh, no doubt I'll put all of that in the show notes. And once again, mate, fucking thanks for coming around. Cheers. See you guys.